Today is Wednesday, November 8th, 2017, and the Democrats are jumping for joy this morning because yesterday's elections, the out- outcomes were just freaking amazing. Uh, I think the, well, the, the first thing I can think of is that Trump really got a message sent to him with the results from the elections yesterday that people are tired of him, do not like him, and they want to change uh, get rid of these Republicans. Now, I used to live in the state of Virginia, as many of you know. I've lived in the city now, D.C., for like two years, two and a half years, something like that. Anyway, I'm from Virginia. I grew up in Virginia, so Virginia really is my home. And yesterday, Virginians really came out in the in big numbers to change the status quo of the Republican regime. Um as you probably know, because I'm not, a lot of people that listen to my podcast follow politics. But um, yesterday, Virginia um, elected their a new governor, uh, lieutenant governor, and attorney general, and they all top three seats went to the Democrats: Ralph Northam, Justin Fairfax, and Mark Herring. Uh, Mark Herring was actually already uh, he was uh, running for re-election, but. Um, just amazing results. I'm looking at the Washington Post, and they have you know how they have the states up there, and they show you the numbers and stuff. Ralph Northam won by almost nine percentage points. Unbelievable. Now, when you look at the map, though, the map of Virginia, you see a ton of red, but there's all the pockets of blue that you see are in major cities or population centers. This was talked about. I was watching CNN last night as the results were coming in, and they kept noting this, that the three there's three counties in Northern Virginia that the majority of people live in, um, Fairfax, Loudoun, and Prince William counties, and all three of those went to Ralph Northam. And it's like a couple million people who live up there. Um, I think Fairfax County, there's a million, million point one thousand people, a million and a hundred thousand million and then Loudoun is like 800,000 and Prince William is like 600,000 something like that but all three of those major counties went for the Democrats and then if you look at the map still all of the little cities like um, Roanoke City and um, Radford City and um, what's that little tiny one Martinsville Virginia um Danville City, uh, Stanton City, Harrisonburg, Charlottesville, all these little tiny cities went for the Democrats, you know, across the board. So the top three seats just are now going to be held by Democrats for the next, um, I think we have four-year terms? Yeah, four-year terms, because the Virginia always elects their governor the year after the president. Well, we've put up with a year of Trump, so... It's clear that, well, not quite a year because he didn't start until January 20th, but he was elected a year ago today. And I think he got a clear message that people do not like him. Now, this, this, these victories extend past the top three seats in Virginia, too, because our, all 100 of our House of Delegates were up for re-election or, you know, all the seats were up for election last night. <clears throat> Excuse me. And interestingly, the Democrats flipped 14 seats in the House of Delegates, which means, well, there's a couple of races that are still out because they were too close, but if they can pick up two more seats, 
then then the Democrats will hold the majority in the House of Delegates, which hasn't happened since 2000. 17 years of Republican rule has been horrible. Um, So I'm really crossing my fingers and hoping that the um, absentee ballots and all those other ballots that provisional ballots and all that stuff gets counted that um, the Democrats will hold on to those couple extra seats and, you know, hold them or at least um, tie them tie with the Republicans. So it's 50 50 in the House of Delegates, House of Delegates, House of Representatives is a whole nother um, issue. But delegates alone, um, it's like it's like it's like our Senate, but what's called the House of Delegates. Anyway, um, two significant races well, not two, but one major significant race was held in Prince William County, where we had Bob Marshall, who is known as um, the right-wing Republican who wrote the bathroom bill for the state of Virginia. It never passed, but he um, was able to bring it to a vote on the floor and all that. And, you know, it was the bathroom bill that you have to go to the bathroom of your um, birth, birth gender, you know, so anyway, so he's crazy and he's been there for like 13 years, something like that. And um, he was um, defeated by the first transgender woman in the state of Virginia. And she's also this first transgender person to um, hold a um, statewide, what's it, what is it called, the, the um well, she's the first state of state delegate, I guess. There was a transgender lady in Massachusetts, but she only held city a city seat um, in the mid two thousands, I think. But so um, Danica Rome is her name. She is now the first trans- transgender person to hold a state a state seat in the whole country. So there's history being made there, and I just think it's so ironic that. Uh, what did they call him? Something like transvaginal Bob or something like that, because he also um, came up with the uh, women have to have a transvaginal um, ultrasound when they want to get an abortion. That didn't, that never passed either. But so anyway, transvaginal Bob was um, defeated by a transgender woman. Just, it's just, it's just so ironic. And um, I just love it. I mean, it's just, it's like perfect. Um, I can't think of the word, but perfect that she she's the one who defeated him because he is he was against everything that she was i mean he he's hated the gays for years and has always come up with not that she's gay but i'm just saying you know in general he's horrible for the gays so anyway um so the house of delegates is we're like i think the count right now is 52 republicans to 48 democrats with two races still too close to call so they're going to, you know, it, it, we, it could be a couple of days before we actually find out that when it, if it's going to be a 50-50 split or if the Democrats may take one more seat and have a majority, which I would absolutely love because we need them to counteract all these weird legislation that they come up with in Virginia. It's just stupid, the kind of stuff we have in Virginia. Well, as, as most, most states know. I mean, most people know that. Anyway... So Virginia was just freaking amazing last night, and I, I just, even though I'm, I don't live there now, I feel very proud to have been a Virginian for the majority of my life. Um, I was just cheering. I was like, oh my God, this is just, this is so great. Now, the Democrats' um, successes were not just in Virginia. New Jersey also elected their um, 
got rid of the Chris Christie people and elected uh, a Democratic governor. Now, what was his name? I, I have no freaking idea what his name is. Patrick something, is it? I think it is. Um, no, Phil. Phil Murphy um, in New Jersey became the New Jersey governor's race. And in Maine, uh, um, I think this is just another amazing thing, too. The state of Maine had a ballot initiative to expand Medicaid, um, you know, to go going above the state the state legislature, and they voted yes to expand Medicaid in the state of Maine. The people voted for that. And I think that's a huge win for Obamacare and basically for universal health care. Um, I think just, just overall, all the wins last night were just amazing. It's a, it's a really good time right now. And, of course, everyone's talking about that this, could, this is possibly going to... Um, usher in a wave of Democrats in the 2018 midterm elections thinking that we can t- take over the House. Um, I, I think that's um, a bit ambitious and a bit, I mean, I think we will take a lot of seats. I don't know that we will actually take the majority of seats in the House. I would love it if they did, but, um, you know, we have to wait and see. So anyway, I'm just, I just, I just can't. I'm just so happy because Trump has ruined so much just since he's been in office. And to think that the Democrats can come back and, um, you know, take control and show show people that that Trump and Trumpism is the wrong way to go is amazing. And I just I just know that all those Republicans in the in the House and Congress are just shaken in their shoes thinking of what could possibly happen in the next year at next year's election. So anyway, so it has happened again. There was another mass shooting on Sunday in Sutherland Springs, Texas. This 26-year-old man uh went to a church and killed 26 people with an AR-15, and of course, the first thing that people say is our thoughts and prayers are with all the families. Of course, all the Republican um, politicians said that, and they tweeted it and all that. But you know, um, I mean, if you're thinking anything like I am, you're thinking enough with the thoughts and prayers. That doesn't change anything. These things keep happening and we need to change our gun laws. Now, I say this cautiously because I'm sure there are some people who listen to this podcast who are gun owners, people who support the Second Amendment, the way it's written or the way it's interpreted, I should say. But come on, how seriously, how many people have to die by these assault rifles, assault weapons, before you realize that it's ridiculous that people even are able to buy these guns because they're only meant for killing humans. You don't take them to hunt uh, animals or um, anything like that or, or just like weekend gun gun shooting. It's These, these weapons are meant to kill people. They're, they're weapons of war. But it's time, I mean... Uh, you know, people can talk about this, and we will. We do talk about it every time it happens, over and over again. We talk about it, and we say something's got to happen, something's got to change. So, my question is, how how do we get these 
And it's Republicans, I will flat out say it, it's Republicans who feel this way, that nothing needs to be changed because they are in the back pockets of the NRA. The NRA spends money on them and gives them donations for their campaigns in you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think Paul Ryan got like $200,000 from, it may even be more, I don't know, um, from the NRA just so that they won't change any gun laws. And the interesting thing is the NRA only has about 4 million members. I don't know how they have so much money to, you know, spread around to these Republican, um, re, re, no, I don't want to say that word, <laughs> Republican assholes who don't think the laws need to be changed. I mean, even... I, you know, I don't know. It's so frustrating because it's like it's common sense. These guns are not meant for people. They're meant for war. They're not in a war. And the guns keep ending up in the wrong hands. These, Of course, there's some mental health issues with these people. But it's by the time we find out about them, it's too late because you only find out about them after they've done their shooting and killing. I don't know. I just... I get so frustrated because I just like I don't know what to say. I don't know what to feel. I get I get so mad because it's like it's it's right in front of your face. It's so obvious. Change the gun laws. You can still respect the Second Amendment if you believe that it, that the Second Amendment means that individuals can own guns. I don't believe that. I believe that it it's written in a way that says for a well-regulated militia. I know, and I know I think I talked about this a month ago when we were talking about Las Vegas, but it's like, Jesus, something's got to stop. Something has to change. And and the, th- and the sad part is we, we can um, say that we we have to vote in people who will, you know, believe the same way we, we do and change the laws, but there are parts of the country that will never change the way they vote. They will be Republicans for the rest of their lives, probably, and we're stuck with them. So it, it actually does make it very hard to change the laws. I don't know what has to, I mean, because you you think, especially, especially after Las Vegas, you would think, oh my God, surely something will be done now. 59 people killed, something surely will change, and then nothing changes. And as a matter of fact, within like, six days of the shooting, you stop hearing about it. I mean, this just happened Sunday and they're still talking about it and still finding out about the shooter and all that stuff. But I swear, give it like two or three days and we'll stop hearing about this this shooting in Texas. Even though all the people who, um, who have been affected by it and they've lost loved ones and stuff will remember for the rest of their lives. But will that make any of them change who they vote for? Probably not. Because probably a lot, especially in Texas, a lot of people believe in having their guns. So them voting it out because of a a family member or a friend or somebody who got killed in the shooting probably won't happen. I mean, I'm not, I don't really know. I'm not in the minds of these people, but I just think, I would just think that that would make you change your mind and say, yeah, we probably do not need AR-15s. I think that's the the gun that's that's been in the majority of the mass shootings the last you know three or four major shootings. It's about time we got rid of that those those guns. We don't need those guns. Anyway, I just get so frustrated. I just think, oh my God, something's got to happen. But then of course nothing does, and I just keep repeating myself over and over again about being so frustrated and things need to change and so forth. So I don't know. All right, I got to move on to other things because I'm getting too depressed about this. 
because I, there's really nothing, nothing will change. I mean, I can sit here and talk and um, pontificate, but nothing will change. I will continue. To, I mean, that was very loud. Sorry. I will continue to vote for people who um, want to control guns, you know, but I, being in a city, I don't really have a big choice because we, I mean, it's not like I'm in a state anyway. All right. Enough of that. I do want to play some, you know, on a brighter note, play some um, voicemails that I got from Scotty, the little Aussie battler. He called in two times and um, let's listen to his first voicemail and see what he's talking about. G'day Archer, this is Scotty, a little Aussie battler and I'm just listening to your little show and I thought I'd better ring now and pass on my condolences. So. I'm really sorry to hear that you and the boyfriend, or I guess maybe now you and the husband... Yes, husband. ...are having to sleep on airbeds. They're not airbeds. Airbeds! <laughs> what is the world coming to? Is this because of Trump? Well, yes, Has it is because of Trump. your pension now that you're a pensioner? Anyway, I just felt awful hearing that you both sleep on airbeds and you're fiddling around in the night trying to let the air in and out. And I thought I would ring up and say... That's terrible, terrible news. Okay, well, I suppose the lesson learned is if you're going to buy a new iPhone and an Apple Watch every year, then you can't afford to have a real bed to sleep on. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Scotty. Thank you so much for calling, of course. But now listen, Scotty, I explained this. It's not an air mattress. It's not like that. It looks like a regular mattress. But I, I saw them putting it together, and it has these two air chambers inside the mattress. Um, so it, I guess the way you describe it, an air bed, yes, it is an air bed, but it's really just a mattress that has these two air chambers in it. It's hard to explain without showing it to you, but um, anyway, it's not an air, I would not consider it an air bed. It's a regular mattress. Now, um, you talk about being not being able to afford the bed. If I told you how much this bed costs, you would probably choke because it was so freaking expensive. <laughs> it was uh, probably get I could buy a couple iPhone 10s with the uh, cost of the bed. But um, anyway, so um, and and as in terms of the figuring out with the number, we have figured out our numbers. It's 55. We're sleeping on both on both sleeping on 55. That's the amount of air pressure or whatever in in the air chambers and we have figured it out we're fine now so anyway all right so scotty called back with another message so let's listen to this message now here we go g'day archer this is scotty a little aussie butler and i've got to ring you with some bad super annoying pissed off news yesterday my apple watch broke can you believe it? I didn't bloody buy one. I didn't listen to you. I didn't Should've buy listened. one before I went overseas and get the 10% GST refunded. So now I have to buy one anyway, and I won't save 10%. So how annoying is that? Okay, P.S. I love Kevin Spacey. I don't know what all the fuss is about. Scotty, I'm... I'm embarrassed for you that you're saying that but let's go back to the apple watch i'm so sorry that you did not buy the watch and and you then your current watch broke i could probably see that coming but you should have spent the money and bought the watch when i told you to because then now you have to pay the tax 
and it's going to cost you more. My question for you is, are you going to get the one that has cellular or are you going to get the one without cellular? Because that's now your choice. So you have to call back and let us know what you bought. Um, so anyway, so sorry about that. In terms of Kevin Spacey, I don't think you understand that this is a man who, um, I think he's now been accused by three or four different people of um, inappropriate um, sexual advances. Um, so, I mean, that's not, and, and the fact that he's um, associating himself, um, you know, as being gay, I the fact that he's mixing the two is the bad part, Scotty. He should not be, you know, trying to justify, not justify, but you know, um, I don't know what the word is. Maybe in his, maybe in his mind, he's justifying it. But um, the fact that he is combining the two is a, you know, a stain on the gay community because then that then that makes other people assume that all gays are sexual predators, and that simply is not the case. So that's that's where I was coming from talking about Kevin Spacey, and I'm sorry. I I will say that I liked a lot of his earlier movies, but I haven't seen it, a lot of stuff he's done lately. But I I don't like him now. I mean, I think that just completely turns me off to him. I don't care what happens to him now, and he's off um, Netflix for good now. They totally shut down um, House of Cards. So, and I think I heard this which is a really weird thing. There's a, a big fan base trying to get Netflix to um, replace Kevin Spacey with Kevin James, the big fat guy on the, uh, the CBS show called Kevin Can Wait. Um, I'm like, oh, that's that's a horrible replacement. <laughs> anyway, oh my God, this has been going way too long. All right, I'm going to end this now. So hopefully you guys have a, a great week and you're just as excited as I am about the uh, election results. Um and uh, and you're having a great week. So <laughs> that's all for now. So until next time, bye.